Guess what? <laughs> Welcome to episode number 590 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, October the 25th. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you are checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got team-focused shows covering all 30 NBA teams. Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. we got a bazillion national shows going on as well now, too. Nate Duncan and John Hollinger, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko. We've got the Locked On NHL Network going strong as well but two-thirds of the league covered there more shows coming every single week as well so keep refreshing your feeds if your team is not yet covered uh no shortage of stuff for you to check out and if you find a show on the lockdown network that you'd like to support please subscribe rate review all that good stuff it's very helpful for rankings and making us more discoverable and all those buzzy fun podcast words that we use even though i'm not really sure what the reviews actually do but uh, thank him. Thank you for doing it anyway. I very much appreciate it. And let's get to today's show. Joining me today for a grand tradition on this podcast, every time Serge Ibaka releases an episode of How Hungry Are You, we are joined by Katie Heindel to talk about it. Katie, how are you? Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that should I'm just good. be the I'm way not, I... I'm not this should be the way I uh, I introduce you every time when you come on, or somehow it I don't know. Be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Serge Ibaka dropped an episode. Uh, uh, we're, of course, we're good. The Raptors just raised the banner, and on the same day uh, or the day before, Ibaka dropped a new episode of How Hungry Are You with Kevin Durant, which is interesting. I found myself enjoying this episode quite a bit. There's a lot of new elements as well, lots of things they're working in. It was like 23 minutes. There's a whole bunch to dive into today. Uh, Katie, though, I guess first question is, how does it feel to have this wonderful, wonderful YouTube series back in your life? It's great. I didn't realize how long it's been. They really took they took the summer off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the well, last one dropped right before the playoffs. The yeah, yeah, I think the Kawhi episode dropped right around the time OG Ananobi's appendix burst. the day before the playoffs the the highs and the lows uh of the pre-playoff wait uh i I think it's uh, great and i think it was worth the wait yeah it was a good episode so if you haven't watched it yet i would highly recommend you go and watch it before you listen to the whole podcast um it's just how hungry are you on youtube shouts to serge Ibaka, one and a half million views in like four days he's a legend uh and Bleacher Report has apparently commandeered the steering wheel on this, so their branding is all over it. And with the partnership with Bleacher Report, no longer Lorenzo Brown on the staff to take uh, all the do all the cinematography, there's a lot more production value to it. There's a lot of graphics going on. There, I mean, they have advertisement, like pretty blatant advertising <laughs> for a watch. And they, you know, there's like musical cut-ins. They actually do the thing that... I think really, if you want, are you a RuPaul's Drag Race fan, Katie? I'm like dab dabbled, yeah. Okay, so if you watch the early seasons versus the more recent seasons, where <laughs> I think the the later seasons are better, it, the real sort of stark difference if you then go back after watching, say, season ten, and then go back and watch like season three, 
is the noted lack of bed music that they like use like they had bed music pretty much through the entire show now whereas that wasn't the case they would very rarely use music in the early seasons and it's just very weird and sounds sort of boring and hollow which you know it just it sort of spices it up to have the music throughout and i kind of thought that this episode of how hungry are you had a similar sort of vibe there's music playing throughout much of the conversation with with kevin durant and serge Ibaka. it seems like a kind of you know the conversation sort of flows along the beats of the bass uh, like the baseline of the music in a sort of like back and forth you know tete-a-tete kind of way i kind of like that and it makes it a much shorter feeling watch than the 23 minutes that it is do you agree with this yes uh at first i was kind of like oh damn like this is twice as long Mm -hmm. as they were to start with so i was sort of like what are they gonna what are they gonna fill this time with but then it's just they get to the eating and you're like oh shit they filled it up Mm -hmm. um i like that they didn't though i did a part of me misses and really likes when they were pretending he was in his like real might it might have been his real toronto apartment Mm -hmm. but like his real house (laughs) and like someone (laughs) would come over yeah (laughs) and so no one was no other crew was around but like this one i sort of like when they would cut to a very full room yeah of like people like i'm guessing involved in the show but mostly because they're all very like taken with everything that's happening mm-hmm. like people are just like beaming with these big big like smiles on their faces i don't know i thought that was kind of at first i was like oh is this going to be annoying but then i was pretty into it as the episode went on um Good production value. Also, I think they have new writers. <laughs> and they only work for entertainment tonight. They're not very uh, well-rounded. In, in, at least the spicy questions. We'll get to spicy questions later. But um, yeah. yeah, I have to say though, I didn't mind the watch the like um, obnoxious watch cameo. It's only because <laughs> we got to see. More of Jordy. Yeah. <laughs> Who I really like. Yeah, Jordy uh, makes his on-camera debut, I believe, in the series. He might have gotten in once during the first two seasons. I guess this is the third season, right? Is that what we're calling it? Um, yeah. Yeah, so there was, a, there was a nice Jordy shot. He gets in there, and you see him again. Actually, one of the more sort of earnest looks, you mentioned sort of the how taken the group is. Uh, that's sitting there, they kind of double as a studio audience whenever funny things happen, which is kind of funny too. Um, but Jordy, in, in one instance, is just sitting there kind of like in amazement that like Kevin Durant is talking and being so earnest, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, it must have been... Like, no one has ever really seen Kevin Durant be like that. Like, I don't think anyone in that room has seen Kevin Durant or many people of that celebrity sort of that open and forthcoming in a conversation in person. So I, I'm not at all surprised. And I like that humanizing element for everybody in there to be so just absorbed in the conversation. It was pretty cool. I also just like the way Serge screams Jordy. <laughs> Jordy! Yeah. And then he, when he spills, we'll get spoiler alert, but when he spills the cornstarch all over his pants, yes. he calls Jordy. <laughs> and Jordy was there to help him. Uh, so let's get to, of course, every episode begins with a very brief cooking sequence and the cooking sequences do seem to be getting shorter by the episode and they really seem to be focusing on the interview, which 
I get, but also as someone who likes cooking shows and likes the idea of watching Serge just totally dive in. I think I, I mentioned that the culinary aspect of the show was something I was hoping to see ratcheted up for this season. They seem to, go, to be going in a different direction. Let's just uh, play back the introduction of what he's cooking and the cooking process. I'm going to boil this snake. Long snake. So now I'm going to let this snake get boiled for 10 to 15 minutes. Ready to go. I know a lot of people call my boy snake. Today, he's about to eat snake because snake don't eat snake. You got it? Yeah, I don't understand. Let's do it. So, I have a problem with Serge Ibaka's theory that snakes uh, don't cannibalize each other. That that that's the thing that happens. Like big snakes eat baby snakes and uh, like other kinds of snakes. Like it seems, if I was a snake, the most convenient form of food would be the thing that fits very easily into the shape of my body, which is also just another snake. No. Yeah, a smaller version of your body. Yeah. It's like there's, you don't have to like do the whole jaw contraction thing. It's just like, you know, slugging down a smoothie. (laughs) Uh, I do like how uh, he just like gets right to the cooking. Not much in the way of preparation. I guess I don't really like that, actually. It's it's bothersome to me. I wish we saw him butcher it, but um, I... Do you watch Survivor Man? Have you ever watched Survivor Man before? No. There's an episode of Survivor Man where the Survivor Man guy is in the the, the Georgia swamps surviving for a week. And he catches a rattlesnake and cooks it to eat. And pretty cool the way he, like, I mean, not cool to, like, kill the snake or anything like that. But pretty cool the way he butchers it up. And, like, it looks, like, pretty tasty. This I can't say the same for it looks pretty unappetizing uh it's like full rigor mortis when he tosses it into the pot uh, to boil it down for like 15 minutes <laughs> it was a pretty long yeah. cooking time and then he takes it out and all he does is put it in cornstarch which he spills all over himself he doesn't really show much in the way of any sort of other preparation other than the cornstarch and then he deep fries it after having boiled it for 15 minutes that seems like a recipe as we see later for it to taste like uh, twigs more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of funny. Like, they went all in with the cooking aspect um, last season, and they would do the, like, prep steps, and they showed the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was, like, a different team doing the show than this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. Like, I miss... Because I think we agree he can cook, but now it's getting into stuff where the the shock value of the show is like I'm sure he'll just be presented with things he's going to cook that fit with a guest mm-hmm. um, or just like shocking, but that aren't necessarily. Not to say Serge like has known how to cook everything he's served so far, but he's sort of getting like farther and farther from his like kitchen repertoire. I'd say. Yeah, I um, think if you go back to the the early days, it was a lot of stuff that like he would have eaten pretty routinely, you know, just growing up, right? And now it seems as yeah. though it's become just stunt cooking to to its greatest uh-huh. extreme. Uh, yeah, and it's okay. Like, I have to say, like, I don't... It's weird. It's like to have to... I wish you could have both and you don't have to, like, pick between, like, the interview and the cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
because the interviews are going to be longer and the food has to be prepared and ready by the time the guest gets there. So they, there's the reveal. Yeah. You're going to have to like give up that part of it. I don't know. Maybe they'll do like a big co- cooking, cooking focused show. I really need to see an episode where he cooks with his guest. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe they have two guests and then they, one prepares the food with him and then, then they prank mm-hmm. the third guest, the second guest rather. Yeah, that, that there's definitely some refinement or sort of getting back to the roots and the cooking side of things that I think Serge needs to do. My uh, other question is, what do you think Danny Green thinks about snake being served on this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't even mention him at all. <laughs> they should have. Or I wonder if like someone was like, that's too mean. Yeah. Um, but, oh no, I didn't think of that. Especially when he's like, what kind of snake is it? Danny snake. <laughs> Danny snake. Oh no. <laughs> Before we continue on today, I want to tell you about my bookie. This is my favorite time of the year. It's amazing and you know exactly why. There's sweater weather, there's leaves on the ground, and there's also threes from downtown. That's right. For some, it's fall season, but for the rest of us, it is ball season. Pro and college basketball are tipping off, and there's no better way to feel part of the action than to have a stake in the game with MyBookie.ag. There are so many ways for you to bet with MyBookie. For instance, if you like to try to bet a little to win a lot, you can try a parlay, bet on the big favorites for the week. Parlays are perfect because it lets you bet multiple games together for a bigger payout. Either way, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to MyBookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. The NCAA is back in action as well, and it's time to turn your attention from carving pumpkins to the Spartans carving up defenses. Cassius Winston returns for his senior year trying to prove that he has what it takes to bring a championship to Michigan State. You can use your basketball knowledge that I've just passed along to you. Michigan State is good. Cassius Winston is good. Go bet on Michigan State and Cassius Winston at mybookie.ag where they make it easy to play and even easier to get paid. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in on the game with mybookie.ag and if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit use the promo code locked on nba to activate the offer that's the promo code locked on nba all one word to double your cash with my bookie on your first deposit visit mybookie.ag today you play you win and you get paid another note another thing i noticed about the the snake uh at least during the early cooking stages they kind of like guzzy it up with uh, i mean it's kind of nice and golden brown when they serve it later on and we'll get to that but uh it kind of just looks like the beef penis <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't look great. I, no. I was trying to think, like, what shape, like, how is this its body? Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it's, like, super bony mm-hmm. um, and really concave. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, so... Not that I was, like, I don't know, I guess I thought, oh, maybe it'll be more tubular, like a sp- spherical. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it doesn't look, uh, it doesn't look good. Well, you see, me having watched Survivor, man, I was ready for what the snake looks like after it's butchered. So, I, yeah, <laughs> you have to, like, take it all the innards and stuff like that, which leaves it to be more of a semicircle of snake as opposed to a full circle. Uh, let's move into the conversation, I suppose. Kevin Durant arrives uh, pretty early on, only like a minute and a half into it. There's a good 20-minute conversation they have. We don't have to go through the entire thing, but plenty of highlights we can get to. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like us to begin with? Um, I liked how much he, Serge, dug uh, and like 
dug at Kevin Durant and made reference to uh, being a championship and winning the title and yes. the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how much it was like clearly thugging Kevin Durant, but in like a nice friendly way. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like it was like right off the jump, like he got into um, like the injury and when he got hurt, uh, like I thought that was, I don't know, I thought that was kind of cool because again, it's like nothing you've really heard from him at this point about it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny when Kevin Durant is like, well, he said my basketball life flashed before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at first I was like, haha, like you didn't die. But then I found out that more and it's like, no, that's true. Like that could have been his whole career. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was, as they were talking about the, like, ever, it just felt like Kevin Durant was being pretty earnest about the injury stuff, and it kind of made me feel a little differently. Remember, I feel like I, you were on the podcast, or someone was, when we were talking about just how much of a bummer it was when he got hurt, and sort of uh-huh. the anger towards Bob Myers and the Warriors staff, but the way KD puts it, it sounds like he genuinely pushed a play and was ready to live with whatever the consequences were going to be. Obviously, the worst possible thing happened. But he, you know, as he made note, the Raptors were playing well. He didn't expect them to make the playoffs, but they were playing well. So he had to come back to try to win it. And I don't know, that kind of painted that in a whole new light to me. Because I guess my impression of it all was, like, the Warriors, like, harassing him and forcing him to come back to play. And there was some of that, for sure, the, like, with the leaks to, like, Tim Kawakami and stuff about how he was, like, quitting on the team and shit. But... Um, I thought KD's, like, seeing that through KD's own eyes was uh, illuminating in a way I wasn't expecting when we when I tuned into this. Yeah, I guess, like, probably the truth is somewhere in the middle. Like, he's not going to use this show <laughs> as the platform to, like, call out um, the front office or, like, the medical staff or the mismanagement uh-huh. of the Warriors. Um, you know, and I think, like, he it's still Kevin Durant so I think he's gonna like his persona comes down a little bit but he's not gonna let that down completely so when he's like yeah I pushed myself I wanted to play um I'm a competitor like I don't doubt that he's a competitor but I also don't think he'd be like yeah I felt super vulnerable and like maybe someone took advantage of that a little bit yeah fair enough um, yeah. Because yeah. I don't think, like, I'm not willing to, it, it was definitely, like, important, I think, to hear it in his own words and, like, not victimize him if he doesn't feel that way himself, obviously. Yeah. But I'm also not going to let that whole team off the hook. Oh, no, I'm still, yeah, it's still, everyone screwed up there from top down. Um, I, so, <laughs> they get into the talk of whether the Raptors would have won if KD was healthy. I found this to be a pretty charming exchange. <laughs> I'm just going to play it. Uh, and here we go. Like, take a little jab at the fans. You know, I'm always gonna take a jab at the Raptors fans because we lost to them in the in the final. So I'm gonna talk shit as much as I can about oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think if you didn't go down, you guys would be the first? Uh, sure. Are you are you sure about it? <laughs> Man. No, baby, no, no. Are, are you 100 my brother? Yes. It goes. <laughs> it was high, baby. It was high. If you put an F in front of anything, I can believe anything. So yes. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, no. <laughs> you say yeah, so you know why? Because we was like a fire. Nobody could stop us. <laughs> I could. I was like sub zero. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we, we, may get, we may go to game seven, but the way we was we was balling, that confidence. We was Let's gone. put it like this: If y'all go into a game seven with a two-time champ, y'all not winning that game. 
Y'all not. I mean, y'all had to win in six, which I did. But if I was out there, I wouldn't have won. No, first home. of all, if you didn't, y'all wouldn't have beat us at home. We almost beat you guys at five. You know that, right? Yeah, <laughs> y'all almost. All right, I'm talking about game six. Okay, y'all almost lost anyway. Clay went out and y'all almost lost. So game six, we just we just smacked y'all at the crib. And then game seven, I know for sure y'all wouldn't have. Seen, you could hear a pin drop in y'all locker room in game seven, walking into that arena. Like y'all would have been so shook. Yeah. I like how at the end Serge is resigned like yeah we would have lost in 7 <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I don't know I side, I'm siding with Serge on that obviously. I am too yeah screw it we, we'll never know so Raptors would have won for sure um, yeah no that was uh, a fun exchange I, I like I like the Sub-Zero comment from KD. It was pretty quick and, and witty. Didn't mind it. Um, but after this, we get into a, uh, a conversation about Nick Nurse. and oh, I, I kind of like this, this little dig. It was a little dig. I also think the Warriors are still mad about the box in one. <laughs> this is my takeaway from him saying that you know Nurse is not like the greatest at X and O's, but he can get you to win a possession. It was a very weird backhanded compliment. Um, that really just left me thinking, oh no, he's still really, really mad about the box and one. Mm-hmm. Which is funny and really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, maybe Nick is good at psychological X's and O's. Maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get into a little bit later, they're talking about Katie's move to Brooklyn. And I'm pretty sure KD tampers at one point where <laughs> under the new rules, he might be eligible to be fined because he uh, suggests that maybe they'll win a title together someday, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, but, but, but later when Serge poses the, the option of joining Russ and Harden, he's like, no, no, we're good. <laughs> uh, what else do they talk about? They talk about a lot. They go through so much. I really like um, when they were talking about OKC. Yes, that was uh, cool. And just like their time all together on that team because I feel like it's not something, it's probably something only now, hopefully, now that all those guys are like in different places, two back together. But like, it seems like it's, uh, it's like when you go through a really bad breakup, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you need a requisite amount of time <laughs> before you're like cool again. Yeah. Um, and I think like, hearing that about it it's just not something we've really heard yet yeah you know like these kinds of stories i thought it was really cute when durant's like yeah like it was kind of like daycare like you were learning english (laughs) after every game (laughs) (laughs) and then when he like took him out they were talking about like taking him out to eat and search hated barbecue sauce and he was just eating white rice yeah (laughs) (laughs) and just like i don't know like you don't think about like when when durant's like yeah, like it was really hard to leave OKC. It wasn't that hard to leave the Warriors, but he's like, I lived there for eight years. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up there. Yeah. Like I, I don't think about it that way anymore. But that's yeah. a really long time. Yeah, no, for sure. And like very formative years too, as you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was cool to sort of get a glimpse. And also them talking about how... Um, oh, we... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. When he... I wrote this down as a quote because I was like, oh, my God. When he was talking about, like, because he's like, what's Serge's, like, what's your first, what was your first impression of me? Yeah. And Durant kind of, like, 
you can see him like he goes back in his mind mm-hmm. and he starts he kind of whispers he's like Serge he blocks shots like no other <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it's really nice <laughs> You can tell they're very, very good friends. It's, uh, yeah. It's, he might be, this might be the best kinship between Serge and his guests that we've seen yet. I know him and Kawhi were pals, but, um, him and KD clearly go back a very long way. And it was, uh, very obvious because it didn't really feel so much like an interview as much as it did, no, like, yeah. them talking and then KD ragging on Serge a bunch, which was nice, uh, and a little refreshing. Um, and then they talk a little bit about the Rockets. They get into spicy questions, which is a very good addition. Uh, this is first after, for some reason, who is your celebrity crush was not one of the spicy questions. And uh, Katie didn't really want to answer that one. <laughs> but Yeah, that should have been folded into spicy questions. Yeah. I was thinking, I hope if it's like its own, I hope that question just sticks around through all the the new season. Yeah, I kind of want to... I'm just going to play the the original Celebrity Crush question because uh, KD's very mad that it's been asked of him. Here it is. Like, I mean, oh, I'm too not? old to have a Celebrity Crush right now. I mean, no. You can never hold it like a Celebrity Crush. <laughs> I mean, that's like before. I, I mean... I feel, I'm sure yeah. you have... I know I mean, you... Pretty I'm much sure me. you have a Celebrity Crush when you even see her picture on social media. You're like, dang! <laughs> I know you! <laughs> okay, you have a crush? Uh, I like... A, I think a lot of women are beautiful, bro. Bro, you have a crush, bro. I know you. don't have a crush. Yo, who your celebrity crush? Wait, 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 wait. You know here? You know how this works here? <laughs> I ask questions, you answer. Nah, yo, listen. This, this is my house. Nah, yo, so who he, your celebrity if crush? If you want to... We need to know. Matter of fact, you are... You are, are, you, are you single? Uh, English, uh, Espanol. I got Espanol. <laughs> are you single? You try to pull that. Wait, wait, wait. I'm Espanol. You didn't conduct the whole interview. Are you single right now? Because you, I mean, I look at your pictures all the time. What <laughs> you post. And I see a lot of hard eyes underneath your comments. A lot of these women always come up to me like, Sergi Baga, Sergi Baga. Okay. And you turned into this, like, full-on sex symbol. So are you single? I'm single. Right. You hear me? It's easy. You don't want to answer me. It's okay. Because we're going to have some spicy questions here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know who he's, like, angling for him to say? Who? Oh, wait. Or does that happen in the spicy questions? No, yeah, that comes Maybe in the spicy I'm... questions. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. That, that's great. We'll, we'll get to that in a sec. But um, the just Serge asking the question and then Katie being like, like, that's high, that's high school stuff. Like, we're too old for that. And then Serge, like, almost looks away <laughs> like, yeah, actually, I'm too old for that. Yeah. <laughs> but then... Get digs back in and and grills KD. Uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, the the back and back the back and forth between these two guys is great. It's like we don't get anywhere with this question, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like I don't know. They're super comfortable, and it's like nice to see someone riffing, riffing yeah. Surge. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like cause before, like he could he could kind of get to a certain point with a with a guest, mm-hmm. even like, you know some of his teammates. But I'm guessing just because, like, it must be hard with your own teammates, too, because you have your own, like, even if you're friends, I'm sure there's still, like, especially if it's, like, younger guys. Yeah. There's definitely, like, a structure, structural, like, hierarchy thing. Um, but yeah, this the, is just, like, yeah. two buds, like, riffing at each other. Yeah, the, the bench mob episode was good, but it did feel sort of like dad interviewing for the child he's going to adopt. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was 
Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of just grilling the youth on being young and not so much interacting with them the way that we're seeing here. Um, shall we get to the spicy questions? Yes, please. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's very good. If you don't answer those questions, you have to take shots. Okay? <laughs> one second. You only skip one question about the celebrity crush. I'll let you go with that one. Come on, man. But this one, you're, gonna, you're not going to skip, bro. <laughs> you have to it before? No, never, but I okay. see people eating that. Oh, he's moving. Oh, no, wait. No, no it's not. Stop playing. Oh, you sure? Smell the drink. <laughs> exactly. What is that? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Every time you don't answer, you take a shot. Before we continue on, he's serving spicy cricket tea uh, and is forcing Katie to take a shot if he doesn't answer the question. Did he serve spicy cricket tea before to somebody? Yeah, did he serve Jeremy Lin some kind of like bug tea? Oh yeah, and Jeremy Lin uh, did not care for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, carry on. First question: Who is the better player, Stephen Curry or Russell Westbrook? <laughs> Stephen Curry. Why do you think Stephen Curry is a better is a better player than Russell Westbrook? Because he's shooting better. <laughs> okay, makes sense. Second question: Who was the last female celebrity you DM? Female? Yeah, you DM. Ooh. You can check your phone if you want. If you don't, if you forget about it. Seven Streeter. She's singer. Seven Streeter? Yeah. That's, a, that's the last one you DM her. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me see. Let me see her. <laughs> nah, bro. You only say the name, bro. You already put me on the spot. You only say the name. I'm okay. playing by your rules. Right okay. Now, yeah. Bro. No, you're going good. Look at last one. <laughs> Why celebrity turn you down? You are trying to hook up with, and then they turn you down. Like, you know, you was coming to try to hook up with her. Like, I'm Kevin Durant, you know what I'm saying? Two-time NBA champ. Nah, bro, I don't know. Post situation. I mean, like I mean, that. okay, I mean, I'm saying, okay. That's it, how you go at him? No, I don't go. You know, you know me. You, you, know, you got something else to add to it. You, you, you know, know I'm like, champ, Sergio. Come on, baby, you know Yo, me. I don't post it like that. I mean, uh, a lot of girls have turned me down. I'm not saying really. But I see at least you. once, like, you try to, you know, go dinner with them or, I don't know, ask them number or whatever, they turn it down. Oh, they never respond to you. Oh, know. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, now you say, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> That's happened to everybody. Well, before you got with her, Carrie Hilson turned it down. <laughs> what? So. Hey, guys, you can. What's who was me? You guys messy. I didn't want to say that name, but you know. <laughs> you guys call it messy out there. No, but that's 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 not count, bro. That does count. No, man. that's that's not count. That does count. No, 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 no. That's not count. Why? Not? That's, she's a celebrity, and she turned me down. <laughs> that's all, very awkward. Since you asked me these tough questions, I gave you ask a tough answer. <laughs> That's the only one I can say that I was pressing, like really trying to get at. And she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, man, you got it. No. I was like, know. cool. You know what? I don't know about that. I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> like, props to Serge for really like doing anything he could to try and get him to say Rihanna. <laughs> Obviously. Is that what? Oh, is that what he was trying to do? I maybe I missed yes, something. Yes, a hundred percent. Remember it, when I? That's what I think. When Durant was like said he had a crush on Rihanna, and then Rihanna came to the game, and it like threw off his, his game. Uh, <laughs> was the man in the playoffs? Oh yeah. Okay, now I recall this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd missed something in the summer or something, but no. Um, mm-hmm. No, this was this is old news, but we've never had like a true confirm. 
So Serge was going for it. I found the uh, like the the thing about Carrie Hilson's really funny, but the thing from this entire section that kind of hit me the most is when KD says with like a lot of honesty and frankly hurt in his eyes, a lot of girls have turned oh. me down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like he gets real deadpan and straight when he says that, and uh, honestly, feel you, pal. <laughs> like. I, like rarely does Kevin Durant really seem like a likable figure, but that and like this whole thing has really kind of turned me on him a little bit. I don't know. This is, this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> the Carrie Hilson thing. Oh my god, you guys are getting messy over there. <laughs> this is where the studio audience or the producers who double as a studio audience really really helped. Because it could have gotten real, and maybe it would have been better just dead silent and awkward. But I think the studio audience helped sort of brighten it up, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed um, like uh, it's weird because KD details that the Carrie Hilson thing happened before Serge dated her, but Serge seems really yeah. offended that Carrie Hilson turned KD down. <laughs> Is that am I reading that incorrectly? Ah. Uh- no, I took it like I took it like he is really just trying to quickly get him to skip over that, uh. and so he can like get to, get to some real like I don't know dirt. And I also feel like if he was in a relationship with her for three years, he probably already knew that. Yeah, she probably told him. Oh yeah, that's you fair. know, yeah, like one of those questions so he's where like, you whatever old dudes. Yeah, where you think you know the answer, maybe and he then meant, you get, yeah. yeah, like maybe he meant like oh that doesn't count. Yeah, I already knew that. You know? Uh yeah okay that makes sense. Uh, from there, do they get into eating the food finally? Uh, yeah, then they finally eat the food. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> it looks very bad. <laughs> like, so bad. And it's only served... Okay. <laughs> so they serve it, in, like he tells you, he does the thing, he takes the thing off the pan, and look, I'll give him credit, it looks nice and golden brown, it seems like he tried to present it in the pan just fine. There are no plates, though, if I recall. They're just eating it out of the thing with, like, a jar of soy sauce next to it to, like, moisten it up, I guess. And it just looks and sounds terrible. It sounds like, you know, the scene in Christmas Vacation where they're eating the turkey that is too dry. It sounds like that. Like, the audio mix is very good for that, but uh, does not speak very highly of Serge's boil-then-fry cooking method. And then when he, like, when Durant, like, pulls a strip mm. off the, like, a really dark piece. Yeah. And then you can kind of see, like, I don't know if it's, like, tiny bones, fibers. Yeah. Snake fibers. <laughs> and then Serge is like, oh, yeah, that's a great piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where does this rank on sort of... The disgusting scale for how hungry you. I don't think it's that gross. Like it's not like viscerally that. Like I guess to, to look at it, it's gross. So visually, it's gross, but yeah. it doesn't have the same kind of visceral like, oh my god, like gagging. Yeah. Um. Also, because like I don't think I've ever felt. I guess aside from like when JV is just going in on that the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that <laughs> like proud of someone and when like. 
Because first Durant's like, I won't eat that. Yeah. Because I feel like you've got to know Kevin Durant's like a picky eater. Like, yeah. was a picky eater as a kid. It, well, actually, I liked when they started to talk about, like, his childhood, and he was like, we just, like, ate whatever we had. Yeah. yeah. But I do think he's a picky eater now, but when he's like, no way, I'm not going to eat it. For a minute, I was like, oh, shit, you know, like, this hasn't happened yet on this show. It was kind of a similar... Oh, they're going to eat something weird. Yeah, it was kind of a similar warming up process as the Kawhi uh, beef penis pizza thing. Because Kawhi seemed deeply unenthused when he was first presented with it. And then warmed up to the idea. And I don't think he liked it at all. But he at least did it. I don't think KD necessarily liked the the snake either. Actually, let's just play them uh, just digging in to the snake. See that part here? That's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's loud. Very good, bro. That's good for real. Very good. Try it. You, you're going to be surprised. Where'd you get this recipe? <laughs> no, I buy the snake and I pull the recipe. You just, you just made this up. Yeah, I made it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, bro. <laughs> I said, be careful with the bond. I take that picture. Get apart, yeah. It wasn't mine. Yeah, perfect. It's like strips of bark. What kind of snake is this? Huh? Is it a black mamba? Black mamba. <laughs> so you, you, you eat black mamba now? <laughs> it's a little dry. Huh? It's fried. Yeah, I fried it. It's a fry. I'm saying dry, but it's solid. Yeah, it's a snake. Like, you don't really have a lot, a lot of... It's a small snake. Like. I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. I would have never eaten snake in my life. Before, so. like, okay. And he eats snake. A snake don't eat snake. But... He eats snakes, so that's me and he's not a snake. (laughs) (laughs) He's really leaning into the snake thing, uh, the the non-cannibal thing, to the point where... That's why I feel like that's his his own joke. Yeah, no, yeah. He (laughs) certainly is ad-libbed a little bit. You can see there are some scripts uh, as they pan back to the crowd. Um, they, They definitely have... Most of it pretty scripted, I think, but, um, man, why are there so many people in this crowd? There's, like, 15 people. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people, but I feel like whatever, they got the show, they probably have, like, more people watching. Yeah, and I'm assuming they're all getting paid, so that's good. Yeah, I'm pro-paying the people to help produce the show, which is wild. Um, from humble beginnings of just Lorenzo Brown with a camcorder, camcorder to the, uh... <laughs> But him, I don't know, like, Durant being like, I never would have tried this. Like, there's, this is a thing about Durant, why I'll never hate him, and I can't feel the same way a lot of people do, yeah. and I never have, is because, like, as much as he can be corny, and, like, such a dork, and, like, really brings it on himself, he's also, like, so earnest, yeah. and you get these, like, flashes of it, especially in this, like, he is like that the whole time, um, and you just realize, like, yeah, when he's like, I don't, like, girls, a lot of girls turn me down. Like, I feel like sometimes he's just, like, a lonely dude. Like, a lonely, nerdy dude who's, like, hard, doesn't have an easy time making friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, yeah. I guess we can kind of get into this, sort of impressions of KD from this. Because, look, I like making jokes about KD on the internet as much as anybody else. But I feel kind of bad for it now. Because I genuinely enjoyed him in this. I, I liked the... The, the back and forth with him and Serge. I liked uh, the sort of honesty he had and his sort of 
him I very much enjoy how how he knows how good he is and leans into it a lot and I think that's a cool thing to do uh, instead of being like humble and like oh it's both the team like no 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 if I'm not scoring 30 points we're not winning I like that stuff and yeah like the personal stuff I, I thought it was you know something more than I would have expected I would have thought KD would have been a little bit cynical about the whole thing but he seemed to go in with a pretty open mind and uh, was very eager to chat with his pal and then eat some snake. I, I I feel much better about Kevin Durant as someone to root for now than I did uh, just before watching this. Like he's still gonna be. He'll do like things that annoy you and like seem like there's like no like. Sometimes I think he just does things. He's like kind of in a vacuum or like in a bit of a bubble. Mm-hmm. But like a part of that is like most athletes are. Um, and I think, like, if you are so an athlete that's great socially, yeah, you're going to be even more in that. But I don't know. Like, it was just, uh, it was very cool to see, a, like, a jovial, more lighthearted side of him. The um, thing... And maybe, not to, like, read too much into it, but maybe he's, like, feels more that way because, like, I think being on the Warriors, weirdly, you should think it would be the opposite because there's so there were so many like superstars on that team yeah but it seemed like he was more under the microscope there than he has been since he's left yeah totally i think the i I just i don't know where i was going with what i was gonna say uh i I had a train of thought and then i lost it but no i I just thought he he's the kind of person who like he feels like he's just as poisonously online as normal people but doesn't really sort of acknowledge the fact that he's not necessarily a normal person and for some reason that ends up drawing flack because he's like outwardly kind of being vulnerable and you know b- making burner accounts and stuff like that doing things that i'm sure lots of people who are poisonly online do or wish they could do he just has a bigger platform and does it and you know when it, when it it's like funny to laugh at and it's memeable when it gets caught but you know it, it's kind of relatable in a way yeah I don't know. Yeah, he's just like, uh, he doesn't have like, it doesn't seem like he has good friends to be like, dude, you're like, you gotta chill out. Yeah. That's honestly sometimes what it feels <laughs> like. It down well, I'm sure so, Kyrie Irving will he, definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he might not still. Uh, <laughs> I don't really trust DeAndre or Kyrie to be that guy. Um, <laughs> but maybe being on the in the same time zone as Serge help him out Serge can give him a call and be like dude you gotta chill yeah I uh I, I don't want Serge Ibaka to leave or anything but no. I think it was a bad idea for the Nets to give DeAndre Jordan that contract and they could have given that to Serge this coming summer that would have been fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I think that's about all we need to I guess total review for this episode did you like it out of five do we have like a ranking system I can't even remember if we have one I don't know what we even we've done it but I don't know if it was five or ten or three <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not sure what we did before yeah. but how many uh, pairs of triangle sun- yeah okay so five triangle what? sunglasses out of five triangle sunglasses oh. <laughs> mm. yeah 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 five okay. pairs yeah this was really good I I'm going to go with four pairs just because I think the cooking side of things took a real hit here and I, I don't like that direction of the show. As much as I like the production element, I like the conversation probably more than any we've seen so far and I liked, you know, 
everything around it with the extra people involved. I, I do wish the cooking – I miss the step-by-step, the ingredients, the, the the nice montage of him cooking. This was just him tossing a snake in a pot pretty much as opposed to the nice sequencing they do where he's chopping and putting on herb gloop and doing that type of stuff. So um, four four pairs out of five because I am a stickler for the, for the cooking stuff and I'm hoping – that uh that comes back around soon yeah yeah uh, that's fair yeah but it, it looks good the colors are very vibrant mm-hmm. um they got some good cameras uh i really like the writing i like the long interviews and i hope that part sticks around but yes to your point um they could add a uh, triangular case for the sunglasses to bump up the rating if they <laughs> add some more <laughs> food prep and cooking. Spicy uh, questions, cooking. by the way, I have very high hopes for. That's going to lead to some good yeah, things. Yeah, if he has Siakam on, and it's just all spicy questions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Katie, I think we could probably leave it there. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was fun. Very glad to get back up to our bullshit. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Damn this... it. Good to be back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you like to plug? Um, oh, basketball. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> basketball feeling celebrated. It's a year anniversary, which is crazy to me. Hell yeah. Um, so... You know, this thing that I started because I was like, maybe I'll try and do this for a little while. Now, uh, I've been doing it for a year. There's a lot of people that subscribe. It's really cool. Um, I feel super lucky and happy. And if you don't subscribe, why don't you join us? Yeah, it rules so hard. It's the best basketball writing there is. And it's a lovely just little deposit into the inbox once or twice a week. Rules so hard. Um, and you can follow Katie at whatevs, uh, of course, as well. You can find me at Woodley Sean. Thank you, my hype man. Yeah, uh, dime up rocks. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> I uh, I am at Woodley Sean. Oh, you're doing a hoop talks newsletter too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Um. Yeah. So if you don't like feelings. But you should still subscribe to that newsletter. But if you're more of a person who's like, ah, I don't want to read like beautiful rambles uh, into this sport that I love so much, <laughs> uh, then you just want your news in like tidy point form bullet points and someone who's digested it and found the best stories for you to read that week. I'm now writing a weekly Hoop Talks newsletter. Uh, I will do just that. Um, so subscribe to that. Yeah, basketball feelings is like a decadent uh, five-course meal where you feel it, like just completely satiated at the end. The Hoop Talks newsletter is uh, like a like a power bar. Just gets it in you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a well-written yeah. power bar, that is. <laughs> like one of the good, yeah, it's like good a, fancy kinds. Yeah, it's, it's a quest bar. Ones. It's one of the good ones. It's a bit bougie. Yeah. Um, Mm, good for you. Funky flavors. Yeah, birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Very birthday, analogy. by the way, Katie. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Belated birthday, <laughs> but close enough. Uh, all right, that has to do it now. I'm Matt with Sean. <laughs> Please subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. 
Sorry to David Locke for having this episode go nearly an hour. I apologize deeply. Uh, And, uh, yeah, we'll be back again on Monday to talk about the Celtics and Bulls games. That'll be fun. The Raptors are going to be 3-0 by that time, which is great. And uh, we will talk all about that on Monday and so much more with the next episode of Locked on Raptors.